We are back for another episode of Sports with the Z and a T. I'm Bryce Alinsky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Techies Firewater Restoration, Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and of course, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We had another hell of a week of football. Uh, mm-hmm. We have some basketball news if we can get to it. Uh, if not, I'll just throw my thought on it. At the very end of this episode, it does involve Ben Simmons, a little teaser there. Um, Mm -hmm. But Taylor, let's jump right into the college football slate because it was another very good weekend of football. And not to toot my own horn or be a little biased, but that has to be led by the whiteout and Penn State's very convincing. I mean, it was a hell of a game. Um, and, and a very strong victory for their resume. Penn State beating Auburn 28-20. to 20. Furthermore, um, stamping their approval for what should be a really strong conference slate, um, showing the Big Ten that they might be the team to beat this year and have a legit shot at the college football playoff. Not many teams at this point in the year can say they have as strong of a resume as Penn State does. That would be a road win at Wisconsin and now a home win against SEC-ranked Auburn. Yeah, of course, it was a great uh, it was a great win for you guys. Good on you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Thank I mean, you. it was 22nd ranked. It's not like you beat anyone in the top 10. But – you know what? You have all the momentum in the world. You you're where exactly where you need to be, which is having not lost the game yet. Um, I don't think you have well, you shouldn't. You would hope much of a a challenge in the next couple weeks until you face Ohio State. Oh, oh, well, really in strong. three weeks, in three weeks, they're at fifth ranked Iowa. So oh oh oh. I- Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's, well, that. that's going to be a pretty there's big, that. that's what I get for not pulling up the schedule. I'm looking <laughs> just doing it from memory. Last time I was looking, um, uh, last week, but yeah, but like Villanova, Indiana, those should be very obviously winnable games. Um, and then you're going up against Iowa and that's going to be like the first real, real, I mean, the, the first game was, was a test for sure, but like uh, Wisconsin this, and this, Auburn are pretty convincing tests. A lot of people yeah, like this like, Auburn team this year. They, they are ranked lower because of where they started the year, which was not ranked. This is an Auburn team that if you look at them, they're going to be something to reckon with in the SEC. And then obviously going into camp Randall, that's not something to sneeze at. Um, the big 10 is proving though, that it doesn't need Ohio state to be great. And that's what I've been trying to get into people's minds is that the Big Ten, not the SEC, is the deepest conference. I didn't say toughest. It might be the toughest, but it's the deepest conference in college football. Well, not, I, think, I mean, you look at – go ahead. I think the SEC is just because people see Alabama at the top, they just automatically assume that it's like a great conference. But like uh, Alabama really carries the SEC in general. And then you got teams like Texas who are basically laughing stocks. But yeah, I I think you've got plenty of teams in the in the Big Ten that are forces to be reckoned with for sure. I I mean, you you have Iowa with a road win against a top ten rival in Iowa State, and like I said, they're fifth in the nation right now. You have Michigan and Michigan State. Now, look, the jury's still out on Michigan because they haven't really played anybody, (laughs) but they're they're three and zero. And Michigan State 
is starting to turn the corner. They're three and zero. They smacked Miami. Now is Miami that good? No. Um, Wisconsin can still that West gets a shot at Notre Dame this week. We'll look at that game here in a little bit. And the Big Ten's path to the playoff doesn't always have to run through Columbus. That's what I've been telling people. And uh, I, I mean, especially when teams like Clemson and Oklahoma don't look the part. I mean, you have to be concerned about Ohio State themselves. Penn State is, and really, I mean, you look at Penn State, you look at Iowa, and, and I look at Wisconsin out in the West. Those are the three teams that have a legit argument. I'm not going to include Michigan yet, and I'm not going to include Michigan State. Um, but but the I, I, I think Michigan, once they play somebody good, they're going to fall off. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of what we were talking about in the preseason, Taylor, because you look at like the ACC, Clemson just struggled against Georgia Tech, not Georgia, Georgia Tech. So this is an A. It seems like nobody wants to take the ACC. Virginia Tech got upset by West Virginia. UNC looks in. Eh. I mean, they're not a college football playoff team. The ACC is so weak this year that I think a champion at this point may not have a right to the college football playoff. When you're looking at four teams, look, Bama's going to be there. I expect Mm -hmm. a team like Georgia to be there, and they might get upset here and there. But that leaves, obviously, the Big Ten champion, and we'll see what happens in the Pac-12. Oregon's looked good. So you have some of these teams moving up, and I'm not a buyer in the Cincinnati yet. I'm, I'm not there yet. They they struggled for about three and a half quarters against Indiana before finally pulling away. Um, mm-hmm. But this is that parody that we were talking about. And it's, it's refreshing. Honestly, this is, this is the first year, like you're going to get your Alabama, but they even look beatable. Like Florida's good. Florida's good, but Alabama is showing cracks in their armor and that's something that you haven't, and you're going to get that every now and then. I mean, it's, Good, all good things come to an end. Bama's going to have a bad year. Now, I'm not saying they're going to have a bad year this year. I fully expect them to ride out into the sunset as national champions at the end of the year. That's not what I'm saying, but they're beatable. They're not like last year where you're looking at Alabama and like, holy shit, how does anybody beat them? I don't see that this year, and I sure don't see that talking about down years. Clemson, I mean, people thought DJ Ugalele is just going to come in and, and you're going to forget who Trevor Lawrence was. Trevor Lawrence was uh, Mm -hmm. not, not so fast. I mean, that defense is the part, but the offense is struggling and that's why you're seeing them struggle against really uh, teams that they have no business struggling against like a Georgia tech. Yeah. And when when I look at it um, as it stands right now, I do really like Oregon um, for like that fourth spot, assuming that I think that Georgia and Alabama Mm -hmm. get in and then the winner of the, uh, the big 10 will get in. But I, I do worry you gotta worry on the Big Ten side if if you guys eat each other up too much. Like say like cause cause I State already has a loss. So say you say non conference loss though. Yeah. Yeah, but still uh, against a, a good team, obviously. Um but and then like if uh what was that? You the Penn State loses uh to Iowa in a couple days, if they do, or in a couple weeks, if they do, and then say you beat Ohio state at that point, you would have what you'd have one. So yeah, no, that would be Penn state. Well, Penn, I mean, a Penn state one loss team representing the Ohio big tennis. Well, look, if they beat, a, if they go ahead, say that scenario plays out just, just for shits and giggles, because I, you, you know that, I mean, we've done countless shows talking about the college football play. If I could sit here and talk college football play for the next two hours, that's not, that, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. 
But let's let's go with that for a second and and just play out that scenario. Say Penn State loses to Iowa. Not a bad loss by any stretch if Iowa doesn't stumble and that turns out Mm -hmm. to be a top five matchup like it would be to date. I mean, I say top five Penn State six, but something's going to give within the next two, three weeks, I would think. Um, I don't see Iowa stumbling and I don't see Penn State stumbling. Knock on wood. Pray to God. Um, say they lose to Iowa, but Penn State goes and beats Ohio State. They would still represent the Big Ten and the Big Ten East as a one-loss Big Ten team with a great resume. Who knows who they play in the Big Ten West, whether it be a rematch against Iowa, likely would be, or Wisconsin, one of the two. So you're looking at two strong rematches. Say Penn State wins. You have a Big Ten champion with as a one-loss. You're going, and you have a very good chance that Iowa or Wisconsin, if their only blemish is Penn State, that they go as well because you, you look you you look at the SEC and it, it you, you don't know how it's going to play out but Alabama and Georgia do play this year I, be, I I correct me if I'm wrong on that I don't have it Alabama would play Georgia this year so one of them's going to beat each other and then one of them's not going to be able to make the the SEC championship game um uh, they do not play they do not play uh, no no they do not okay so they could they could meet up in the SEC, the SEC championship, championship game. Championship. So yep, they could probably where going to meet them. So so the thing is, if Georgia stumbles or Alabama stumbles, and then one of them loses in, to each other in the SEC, that's a two-loss SEC team. I don't see them making it over to a, a second one-loss Big Ten team. Now, keep in mind the Pac-12. Are they like the new ACC? I mean, Clem. I mean, Clemson for years, especially under with Trevor Lawrence, kept the ACC relevant while the rest of the conference was. Completely mediocre. I mean, Clemson was good, but the rest of the conference sucked. Um, That's kind of what the Pac-12 is this year. Like, Oregon, you know, they went out to Columbus, beat Ohio State. They're undefeated. But then it's a bunch of bleh. Like, I mean, the, the rest of the conference is awful. If you, I mean, USC is a disaster. Washington's a disaster. Stanford's two and one and very underwhelming two and one. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not a good conference. So, it's going to be interesting to see what the committee, you know, really looks at. And my experience uh, over the past couple years is resume. Who have you played non-conference? Have you beaten the teams you're supposed to? And have you? Do you have any ranked wins? The Big Ten, more so than the SEC at this point, checks that box off. Certainly over the Pac-12 and the ACC as well. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's going to be fun, and this is going to oh, be even gonna, more fun. The we're going to break this get, down every week. Like we're yeah. all we're already three weeks, and, and you've had the most ranked losses within the first three weeks than you have in any year since the AP Top Twenty Five has ever come out. So that's that's going back a long, long ways. So it's mm-hmm. going to be chaos, and, and that's teams, you know. Teams like Penn State, teams like Cincinnati, um, don't forget about Florida even with the one loss, but teams like that, uh, Ole Miss all of a sudden coming out of nowhere in the SEC, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, Arkansas, teams like that, they're going to be coming out of the woodworks and it's going to cause for some chaos, especially when conference play comes around. Yeah, especially like you mentioned Florida and I look at them and you, you see that the the loss they had this weekend, but like... That's a good loss. If there's ever a good loss, that is a good loss. There is a such thing as a good loss. Yeah, it's close. And that's a good loss. It's close with Alabama, and you would assume that Alabama's. I mean, I still think that they're going to win, end up winning the whole thing anyway. Um, but, but yeah, that that's a good loss. So then Florida's right there with anyone else with 
with one loss. So yeah, that resume is important. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to debate these as we get closer. Um, but I I know at at the end of the day, I don't know if if Bring Alabama on Bama. Is completely like you say that they have weaknesses, but even against Florida, I mean they went into Florida with that crowd with the this whole swamp thing going. You know, like it, it's hard to go into that Snow place. White. With, Snow White you know, out. No, whatever, but <laughs> it's still loud. It's still loud as hell, and it's it's difficult. It's a difficult place to go in and get a win. And, you know, they, they held them off. They took an early lead, and then they held them off. And so, you, you know, that's Bama. You, you're you not destroying people when you're, when you're on the road, but, you know, they're still getting it done. Let's head to this week's slate before we uh... – you know, but before we go to the NFL, because we're going to spend most of our time on the NFL, it's a quieter week, but we still have some good top 25 matchups. And I look, I mean, we, we talked about the Big Ten, so let's start with the Big Ten. Wisconsin at 18, heading to Notre Dame. Look, Notre Dame has been a very mediocre 3-0. and They struggled against Purdue. They barely have really convincingly won the past couple of weeks. Notre Dame is struggling. Wisconsin actually going into Notre Dame is a six point favorite for you betting heads out there. Uh, Yeah. They're, they're taking their, their six point spread going. It's, it's at soldier field. Actually, I I, I'm sorry. So they're not going to Notre Dame. It's a neutral site. They're in soldier field. So that's going to be interesting. Um, but this is a this is a big game. We, I mean, we talk about resume building. Notre Dame is going to get their first crack at a ranked opponent. And uh, when you're not in a conference, you need to hit. Notre Dame's one of those teams. That if you don't have a conference championship, which I know the the college football playoff holds to the highest standard, is having that conference championship. Notre Dame doesn't have that. So if they want a chance at going to the said college football playoff. These are the games you must have. And if Wisconsin, you're licking your wounds at one and one, you know, that you bounced back after a home loss against Penn state. But if you want to keep pace with Iowa, this is a game you have to have. But the thing I love about college football and this whole conversation about, you know, the committee and how they pick things and strength of schedule resume, whatever is like, there's so much nuance in it. And so you have number 18, Wisconsin going up against number 12, Notre Dame. If Wisconsin wins that, it elevates Wisconsin, which in turn elevates Penn State's win against Wisconsin. Right. Right. So it's all this like interplay between these things that just makes it so interesting to talk about with with these games. And it, it's like if you're a Penn State fan, you almost have to want to root for Wisconsin oh, yeah. to win. Well, no, at this point, like, look, Wisconsin's in the Big Ten West. We're in the bit. We're in the Big Ten East. So, like, at this point, look, we beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin, run the table. Seriously, yeah, I mean, exactly. because if we see you again, it would be in the Big Ten championship. So build up that resume by all means. Yeah, exactly. So which makes it just so fun. I don't have a, a team that I root for necessarily in the uh, in college. I just I know I, you I bring the level headed point of view. for the Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be biased <laughs> and at all when it comes to college. Um, obviously you can still I say Penn my... State's winning the national title. That's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say that because I don't believe it. <laughs> like I do not believe it. I'm sorry, but wow. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm on the train while it's still in the me. station, my friend. <laughs> hey, if you keep pulling out these wins, I if you beat Ohio State, oh, I will sing the praises and I'll be all aboard the Penn State train. So not even a road we'll win at Iowa would convince okay, you, like would, we'd have. Would... 
That would We'd be have to wait till at winning. Ohio State. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. If, you, if you won, if you won in the conversation, Ohio, Iowa. If, if they won against Iowa, I would definitely be like, "This team's legit." Probably going to the 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 Big Ten Championship College Football Playoff. College Football Playoff. I'm sorry, I just get lost sometimes. Um, oh, I do that they, too. But yeah, so if, if they're definitely getting to the college football playoff, if they beat Ohio State, then I'm like, okay, okay, maybe you can you can do something against Alabama. In the Ohio so. State's not the team that's used to it, it's used to be because I mean that defense is struggling, which is something that's, you don't you don't see. Let's go to the other ranked game in the top 25, and then we'll quick talk about some of the top 10 teams and then we'll move on to the NFL. Um, Texas A&M is visiting Arkansas and Arkansas has kind of been one of those surprise teams or three and oh, they moved into the top 25. They're 16th in the nation, uh, Texas A&M, some people sneaky, uh, college football playoff picks. They've struggled Taylor, like Texas A&M, you look at them and they've, they've been squeaking by as well, but they're still getting the respect of the voters. Now, granted, the voters don't have the say the college football playoff committee does, and that, that vote doesn't come out to the first week of November. Um, but I mean, this is this is another this is an SEC conference game. Um, the winner of this has the inside track to at least make a push to the top ten and get the committee's uh notice until they play the inevitable. Alabama, Georgia, yeah. of that nature, and get smacked. But this is a big stepping stone for one of these two programs. Yeah, uh, Texas A&M, uh, you said they struggled. I mean, they really only struggled in one game. I mean, 41-10 to Kent State the first week, and then 34 Kent State is literally the, yes, the worst-ranked, 130th-ranked college say that they struggled playoff. overall in their season when they, they – the, oh, 10 41 10 to Kent State and then shut out New Mexico. They're doing those that they should do. The one is the Colorado where they only won by three points. That is concerning. And so this will be a really good test for them. If they come out of it unscathed, then they're still alive, I would think, uh, trying to make that push for the college playoffs. If they lose to Arkansas, then Texas AM is done. Yeah, we, 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 we talked about, um, you know, the other teams in the top 10. And, uh, and I'm just looking at 10, number 10, Ohio State. They've been in our conversation a lot. They play Akron uh, on Saturday at 7.30. Do you know what the spread is for that game, Taylor? Um, I will in a second because I'm about to be looking no. at it. Ohio oh State, goodness. 49 <laughs> points. <laughs> I might just take Akron to cover that just because. Alabama is uh, getting 45 points this Southern Miss. Southern Miss getting 45 points. Oh, my. that That's I, – I, I've seen a lot of crazy spreads in college football. That might be one of the crazier ones I've ever seen. Yeah, I think a bet on on Akron to at least cover would would be I, – I think that that would work. I mean, 49 – there's, you think they're really going to be beaten by 50? Maybe. I mean, they, there's there's no spread on Penn State Villanova because Villanova's an FCS team. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's no spread nice. on that. Um, but but hey, hey, Nova's three. <laughs> Nova's three and zero. Oh, okay, Nova's three True. and zero. Oh. Sure. Let's say, well, I, we we have plenty of resume builders. Trust me. I I let let's take a breather <laughs> while we can. My God. Um, uh, but no, I, a lot of good games. 
um, this week, but a lot of ones that should haves as well. Michigan plays Rutgers. Auburn plays Georgia State. Michigan State plays Nebraska. Bama plays Southern Miss. Oklahoma plays West Virginia. None of these games should be a scare. I say should be, and here we are going to be talking next week about somebody being upset. Just as well as Oklahoma's going to lose to West Virginia. I'd be... I'd be okay with that. You're calling it now. West Virginia goes in Oklahoma. They go into Norman and upset it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would not be upset, but my, my good friend went to West Virginia. He would not be upset about that either. I like that pick actually. So uh, I'm hoping I'm going to hope you're right. I'm going to take Wisconsin over, over Notre Dame. That's considered an upset. I'm going Wisconsin. I, I, I don't like what I've seen from Notre Dame this year, but uh, another good slate of college football. We'll keep you posted on the college football playoff and games each and every week. Um, before we head to the NFL, though, I do want to mention also uh, congratulations, Taylor, on being 2-0 in the Godzilla Fantasy Football League. I know We play each other this week. We do play. We do play each other. I got. I almost made an epic comeback on Gaz, courtesy of Aaron Jones, but I got burned. AB. I I started AB over Deontay Johnson, and I I tried to outsmart myself. Yeah. It wasn't really like. Look, AB was playing Atlanta. The Eagles yeah. toasted him. So I'm thinking so many such a juice. Weapons. So many weapons. I know, but Can't trust them. AB got well, me I two traded points. Him in another league. Clyde Edwards Alaire wasn't really that great Jones, either. Though. But Aaron Jones, he dropped it. Aaron Jones had 51 points. I'm like, okay. I haven't been the other league. So I had two leagues. One is paid and one is not. And I was going against him in the one that was not. And I have him in the one that was paid. And I was like, I don't even care if I lose that other one. I want him to go off and he did. So I, 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 overall, I had a good week. Overall, I, um, <clears throat> I was four. Four and two. No, I'm in five. So four and one. Yeah, I, Godzilla Media was the only one I lost. Unreal. Unreal. That's okay. We'll bounce back. I like my team. We'll bounce back. Um, but two and oh, well, Yahoo leagues and then my ESPN. Yeah. yeah, my ESPN ones. Well, uh, my other paid league, I'm 0 and 2 right now and I'm not freaking out, but I'm not happy about it. That's all right. I mean, we all but get off the more rough money starts. paid week league. I'm two and zero, so I'm like, that's 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 really it. The one that's money and has money involved are the more important ones in my eyes, and I'm two and zero in all of those. So uh, I can't. Yeah, well, really the one that has uh, there's more money on the line for one, and that's the one I'm two and zero in. And the other one is like, yeah, if I lose, I lose. But I am zero and two, and I'm not happy about that. But. Well, as we're talking about the Godzilla Media Fantasy Football League, that does mean fall is here, and Johnstone Supply does have a member in our Godzilla Media League, and mm-hmm. <sighs> poor Tom, poor Tom. I-, I offered him a trade offer today. I tried to get Camara off of him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I-, I figured, like, buy low on Camara after a really down, yeah. uh, not a good week, and I offered him... Just the timing's not right because I I really was trying to dump AB and Clyde Edwards Alaire on him, and it mm-hmm. just was a bad week. Like I think last week that might have worked. That if AB had another performance like that, just didn't work. I understand, but I you know had to feel the waters. I was I was feeling uh, high and mighty, thinking I could get my my baby Alvin Kamara because I love him more than anything. He's my favorite <laughs> fantasy football asset. But anyway, well he didn't do that for me in my other league. He, two two points. Yeah, yeah he, it wasn't great, rough. but but we all uh, have that's bad the other paid 
where I was losing, and it's like, yeah. we all We all have bad weeks. It's okay. But fall is officially here, and that means changes may be coming to your home. Does your furnace need to be replaced? Because let me tell you, it's starting to get cold at night, Taylor. Like, I, w- I went to work this morning, and it was like four. It's Yeah, it's chilly right now. I mean, I'm in a t-shirt, but you could use a windbreaker outside. It's not warm. It, it, summer's coming to an end, so make sure... Asking yourself these questions like, does your furnace need to be replaced? Are you looking for an upgrade to your heating system? Now's the time to ask yourself those questions. And Johnstone Supply and Troy can make sure your home is heated properly for this colder weather. That's definitely on the way. A family owned and operated business. Johnstone Supply and Troy has been helping upstate New York residents for decades. Go and visit their store on 6th Avenue in Troy for more information on how they can help you this fall, whether it's finding the proper change for your filters or making sure your home is heated properly for the new weather, Johnstone Supply and Troy staff can help you answer any questions you may have. I already mentioned, Tom, you may go and see George as well. Many more of the staff that I don't have time to mention. They're all great guys down there. They're looking forward to see you as well. Uh, follow them on Facebook and call them today. Write this number down, 518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply in Troy. Go ahead and give them a call today. And let's head to the NFL, Taylor, because we do have a lot to get to. And kudos to you for jumping ahead in our rankings. You were 12-4 and four this Hell past yeah. week. I was 10-6. and six. Yeah. The differences were you had San Francisco, I had my birds, <laughs> and you had Vegas, which is ironic, which I you had Vegas and I had Pittsburgh. Yep. So those were the two games that were different. I went 10 and 6. But in my parlay that I did, and I had a dumb stupid you can go on my Twitter account and, and check it out because I'll, I'll I post my parlays every Sunday morning. I had a mm-hmm. dumb, stupid parlay. It, it was like it was five to win five thousand. All right. Mm -hmm. And and 10 things had to happen. I was (laughs) seven of 10. It almost happened, Taylor. One of them, though, I had Vegas money line. I had Vegas winning that game in my bet. But for some Uh reason, I sat here and put Pittsburgh. So I'm kind of kicking myself on that one. But um, (laughs) that's okay. That's okay. So overall, I'm one game behind you. You're 21 and 11. And uh, I am 20 and 12. We'll get to the week three picks here in a little bit. But let's recap a a very good, another solid slate of week two football. I guess the biggest thing we have to talk about, Taylor, is the tough day for quarterbacks throughout the league, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. my goodness. Um, I mean, we could talk about, you know, first of all, kudos to your newly minted quarterback, Carson Wentz. I I don't know how you sprained both of your ankles. Um, that's that's rather impressive. It, but it's, a, it's comical at this point. <laughs> like, how do you sprain both your ankles? Like, what are you made of glass? Like, I, I don't I don't understand how that. And then welcome and then, to my past four years, Taylor. Was Frank Reich, or I think it was Frank Reich, talking after the game, and he's like, "Yeah, well, Carson heals quickly." And he'll be out there quick, and he has a high uh-huh. pain tolerance and all this stuff. And I'm like, uh-huh. sure, sure uh-huh. he does, mm-hmm. sure, sure, pal. Well, as of now, your your quickly tanking Indianapolis Colts are well on their way to giving us the number five overall pick in this year's draft. Oh, so, uh, that, uh, um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, honestly, thank you. Um, they Sit got Wentz. 
sit once until the no, offensive line can play. That. No, do not do that because we need seventy five. We need seventy five percent out of him, Taylor. So no, that's, you do not me. I don't need anything <laughs> you, out of him. You, 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 no, you need a lot of things out of him. Um, no, I need a lot of the offensive line. He's playing fine, regardless uh, of. I I don't know. I saw I saw a shovel pass interception. Okay, yeah, that, that was bad. That was bad. But that's yes. bad play calling. That's not bad. Well, it was a bad execution too, but the play calling in the red zone has been awful. Uh, the Colts are just not, not on it right now. Not uh, on it. Other injuries to other quarterbacks of no uh, dolphins to a tongue of Iloa that, that sounds like that's going to linger throughout the year. It's yeah. going to be a pain tolerance thing for him. Um, that's a big blow because Jacoby Brissett, looked downright horrible for the Dolphins. That would be a big blow to a team that was looking to turn the corner and push for a playoff spot. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is now on IR with a hamstring injury, so the Houston Texans are rolling out, not Deshaun Watson, Davis Mills. So, uh, exactly. (laughs) And uh, obviously, the probably most talked about injury is Andy Dalton out in Chicago. Is it Justin Fields time or not? Um, It's been a really weird week in Chicago because, you know, Matt Nagy says if healthy, Andy Dalton's our our quarterback. And, uh, you know, they're, they're like, well, he's not healthy, but it's, it's been weird. He refuses (laughs) to name Justin Fields, the starting quarterback, which blows my mind because even when on the field, Dalton has looked abysmal. Um, I think it's inevitable that Fields sees the field soon. <laughs> See what I did there. <laughs> um, some other injuries. Derek Carr got hurt for the Raiders. Baker Mayfield for the Browns, but they mm-hmm. came into their respective. Um, I thought Baker games. Mayfield when I saw it, I thought he like dislocated his shoulder because he was just like limp, limp arm in it. And I was like, oh, damn. He, I thought he dislocated his shoulder, but he came in like literally the drive after. And I was like, oh, well, I guess he's fine. Um, a shout out to your early MVP favorite, Kyler Murray, who amid a 2-0 and start for the Cardinals has seen him produce seven touchdowns through the air, another two on the ground. Um, this Cardinals team, look, their defense is putrid, um, yeah. but but that offense is humming. And, and look, when we talked about the Cardinals a little bit, um, I, I mean, it was, the complaint was never the offense. I remember specifically saying on the show that this defense is going to hold them back. It hasn't yet, but I think as the season progresses, it will. I think it was a little both like the Vikings kind of um, riding the ship kind of on offense because they didn't look very good um, first week. And then the Cardinals, you know, at least doing enough to stay in this game. I mean, Kyler Murray, to his detriment, did make some bad throws like one of the interceptions at least it seemed like he just like stepped back and just chucked it up to no one and so that that was a bad look there but i mean he's finding ways to put points on the board and they're finding ways to eke out a one point victory so uh, i think the vikings were coming back to towards the average on offense because they didn't look as good as they uh you know have been lately and then yeah the cardinals defense regressing from at least week one where they looked unstoppable even on the defensive end against the titans it was it was a master class but this game a lot closer um we we talk about mvp candidates right and i think it's kind of hard to ignore the obvious um goat and that would be tom brady yeah three who you know 
through two games, has nine touchdown passes, a personal best through two weeks. He is on pace now. You can't keep up this pace. It's the NFL, but keep in mind, you also have an extra game. He's on pace for 77 touchdown passes. Oh my! That God. would be 22 more than what Peyton Manning did in 2013, which was the single season mark. Uh, Tom Brady is on a dumb, stupid um, pace, but at the same token, he faced the Dallas defense that is horrendous and the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, you got to take that into account. I literally was looking at that when when I saw the score, and then when I was seeing him like doing what I was he was doing, and it was like, ah, well, I mean, he did face you know the Cowboys and the Falcons. He will face better defenses as they go, but still, you got to like. I think at this point, uh, I've seen a lot of discussion about this um, Brady versus Belichick. I think. I mean, we can definitely tell that Belichick is a good coach, but like, it's definitely like, you know, it's Brady. Brady was the reason that the Patriots were so successful. And in fact, he broke his own record. Um, the Buccaneers broke the record of, I think, most consecutive wins while scoring 30 plus points originally held by the Patriots when they had Tom Brady. And now the Buccaneers take it. Um, and it, they're just loaded. Like the uh, offense, I mean, their they're running backs are nothing to write home about, but you know, when you pair Mike Evans with Chris Godwin, with Antonio Brown, with Rob Gronkowski, like how can you, you can't cover all these guys. You can't. And so it, the, people are going to be open and, and Tom Brady's going to know where they are because he's seen literally everything you could possibly throw him. He's been in the league for over 20 years. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's been absurd. It's, it's been crazy to, to, to watch <clears throat> just a little side note. Um, Brady in his career is nine and Oh, against the Atlanta Falcons. So Atlanta <laughs> Falcons is, is, is not a friend of Tom, of Tom Brady. Well, we um, all know what happened that one time, you know, in the Super Bowl or whatever. You know. I, I was going to say something big <laughs> happened there. I don't, I don't know. It, so, somebody, you oh, know, God. somebody choked. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Cowboys chargers game. Cause it was one, a little controversial um, oh, yeah. Two. There's a lot to talk about when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott's role in the offense, um, particularly because he's averaging $15 million annually and only trails Christian McCaffrey is the biggest running back contract. Um, he was outrushed by Tony Pollard, 109 to 71, and seemed to be in a better, better rhythm of what that offense is trying to accomplish, which is really a lot through the air. Um, with Dak mm. Prescott and all the weapons that they have, this is becoming a quickly interesting conversation because look, you're not going to not play Zeke because of the money that you gave him, but Tony Pollard's been the most more efficient back in an offense. That's simply a little more catered to what he does rather than Zeke. Yeah, well, I'm glad that they're paying him so much money because it means that, like you said, they can't justify themselves not using him. And I just traded for him in fantasy, so I need him to get at least the 17 points that he got. That's what he got, basically, with Pollard, you know, taking most of the, not even most of the carries. I think Zeke got more carries, but Pollard's just so much more efficient that he's Pollard, just making yeah. so much more yardage when, uh, from scrimmage than Zeke, um, given what he's given. And I, I mean... As a fantasy owner, that worries me because, you know, you never know if they just decide to give Pollard but a bunch more touches, like 60-40 split instead of, 
like 55, I think is kind of where it's at, where Zeke is getting 55. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it worries you if you're a Cowboys fan. Um, but overall, they somehow got it done. Um, but questionable officiating in that game. Jerry was in attendance. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. That's all I have to say. Slip some that. money under the table there. Well, they need all the help they can get because they are quickly becoming undermanned again, and they got the birds coming into town next week. So, that should be a fun game. I'm really looking forward to that, that one. That will be a very fun game. Let's is talk that, about the is that Monday night. That's the Monday night game. Yes, yeah, we, that's gonna we be will. An awesome game. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Let I mean I I kind of. Just let it into it. So we'll talk about the Eagles next. Um, the Niners gate. Look, that, it was a good game. Um, if you actually watched it, which I don't know how many of our listeners watched that specific game, the Eagles outplayed them. The Eagles outplayed the Niners. It came down to two plays, the blocked field goal. And for some reason, Nick Sirianni thinking he can run the Philly special fourth and goal. Um, really, the Eagles controlled time of possession. They were dominating on defense. Excuse me. Um they had the more explosive plays. It, it just didn't turn out that they could capitalize on and a team against the Niners. You got to capitalize on every opportunity that you get, or you are going to lose that game. Um, it, it, it was a young team that made young mistakes. Uh, Jalen hurts did miss some plays. Sirianni, I think out thought himself, but as an Eagles fan, I have to be encouraged seeing that they stuck with the Niners team that a lot of people expect them to return to the playoffs this year and be more of the team that we saw that made the Super Bowl rather than what we saw last year. Um, this was a very, very good game. And I mean, the Niners are on to two and zero in a very good NFC West, while the Eagles at one and one, they are on top of the NFC East, look to be one of the more overall better teams in the division. If not, I mean, look, I I get it. It's early. I'm sure most people would say the Cowboys, but honestly, from what I've seen from their defense, I'm going to say the Eagles look more depending on how Jalen hurts continues to grow the more complete team. Yeah. uh, I think that it it was, it was a good game for the Eagles and, and I didn't think that it would be a blowout. I'd obviously pick the Niners to win, but I thought that they would be close because I do believe in the Eagles overall. Um, and I don't know that I would pick the Cowboys because I, you can definitely see that the Eagles defense has much more juice than the Cowboys defense. Um, and then the offenses, obviously, yeah, you could argue the Cowboys have a little bit more weapons, but I still love what Jalen Hurts and that offense is doing most of the, most of it. I, I knew that this game would be tough against the Niners because the Niners have a, a good defense as well. I'll say it's probably the toughest defense they face all year. Uh, they play Tampa, maybe not, but it's it if not Tampa, the Niners will be the toughest defense they face this year. Even that, I think I'd still take the Niners. I think the Niners' defense is a little better than Tampa's right now. Maybe not the rush defense, uh, Tampa's rush defense maybe a little better, but overall I think the Niners' defense a little better than Tampa Bay. But – uh, yeah, no, I, I was watching um, mostly Red Zone and the Colts game, so mm-hmm. I didn't actually see a lot of the Eagles-Niners uh, game just because of the fact that it was a really defensive game, especially in the first half. I feel like I didn't see them at all because they, they cut. I didn't even know that they were on at 1 o'clock. I wasn't sure if they were, and then they cut to it at one point, and you know, Scott Hansen or whatever is like, yeah, we haven't been joining a lot of this game. That's because you know no one's been in the Red Zone and there's been no scoring. Um, <laughs> but... 
That was a very uh, def- big, def- big time defensive battle for sure. Yeah, which is uh, those games are can be fun, and I'm sure it was fun watching that game. But it yeah, trust good win, good win for the Niners, and a fairly good win for the or loss for the Eagles. Honestly, just because. Yeah, no, I took close. a I took a lot, and a lot of people now, if if you know me personally, when the Eagles lose, you don't talk to me the rest of the day. <laughs> And and honestly, don't talk to me for the next couple of days about football. If the Eagles <laughs> lose, and I'm because I, I get pissed off, and, and you don't you don't want it, you just avoid me. Um, I felt I felt okay. Like I I, I saw it's good things. Team. It's a young team. I saw good things. They played a very tough defense. Uh, a team that's been to the Super Bowl. I, look, I, I was I was good with it. I, I was good with it. They're one and one. They have a big division. Uh, divisional game on Monday Night Football coming up. I want to tackle one more team, Taylor, before we head to next week's slate. And right. it's just because we, I mean, look, we, we talked about it last week, how great it looked. So we have oh, to talk about uh, how no, bad exactly. it You're how bad about. it looked this week. Um, Saints and uh, Jameis uh, had an ugly reversion of reality from his five touchdown opener against the Packers through a pair of two interceptions against the Panthers. Uh, the offense looked absolutely abysmal. Um, uh, uh, maybe a positive for Jameis. He did rush for a team best 19 yards. That was 14 more than Kamara had. So uh, Jameis still doing things. Uh, he looked horrible. He did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jameis reverted back to Jameis. And uh, I was worried um, when we were picking these games. I honestly gave a real long thought to whether I should trust the Panthers' defense and just pick them to win the game. But I was like, no, no, no way, no way. Jameis Winston, he just went off for five touchdowns. He's gonna, he's gonna be fine. He's, he'll be fine. No, no, he's back to being Jameis. I mean. It, I was hoping that against these good defenses that that wouldn't be um, quite an issue with the Saints just because he has weapons like Kamara who can, he can dump it off to or um, – and, and, you know, like the coaching staff uh, in, in, in the Saints – organization i thought that he would do better and not make so many mistakes it it really was a baffling performance especially with what we saw against the packers i mean that yeah they were they were out eight assistant coaches due to covid so i don't i i I have a hard time believing that i mean you had all week to prepare i have a hard time believing that had that big of a role in it i i I don't know your preparation should be done by the time you get on the field like in-game adjustments aside like and I think this has been the knack of Jameis. I mean, one one week he looks like that number one overall pick that he was, and then the next week he looks like he shouldn't be in the league. And I'd I'd rather have Joe Flacco. Like it's just. But I think Jameis kind of in this game at least fell victim to trying to do too much because there was nothing else going on. I mean, Kamara. God help him, Kamara. The, I had him in the fantasy league, and he put up two points. He had five yards. Five yards. It's but not the all thing Jameis. about Jameis but is the, trying to make stuff happen. So I've had I've had Kamara in my in my in my leagues for in at least one of my leagues for like the past three four years. I, I mean I always have Kamara. I just I, I love him and he's always useful. He that's like one game a year. Kamara's so. not gonna that that is not <laughs> something Kamara's gonna have happen again. I, I right I hope so too because he's. I mean Aaron Jones did the my, same thing last week. 
or yeah, week he had one, a dud week one and points, exploded and for 51 points. Now you know why I was like praying to God I got him in our Godzilla Media League. Like I, I, I was yeah. so high on Aaron Jones, and I knew I had to get him at least in one league. Uh, he is certainly um, well worth it. I picked what eighth. I, I was thrilled yeah, to have ninth, him at eight. ninth. I think actually ninth. There, all right, there you go. Um, eight or but, ninth, but, one of us. Yeah, I look. He's a stud. Um, and that, Packers, my, that, that Packers offense, yeah, that Packers oh, offense not, is not turning things around. I've yeah, I've, and I have Kamara in like the the one the more money paid league. That's the one that I have Aaron Jones, and then I have Kamara in the other paid league. So that really hurt me that he didn't do anything. Is your mic okay? <laughs> no, it's about to fall on me. That's why. <laughs> If anyone's oh. watching on YouTube, you just saw oh, Lord. Con- visible confusion. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, this is a weird game. But uh, credit to like Sam Darnold. See, I I told you he doesn't look amazing, but he looks pretty damn good to, considering you he's give him a couple a weapons. Play a Saints defense in the yeah. gym. I mean, let's come on. And he yeah. plays Houston. And he plays Houston on Thursday. Let's yeah, like I know he's going to start three and zero, and everybody started, like, like when he was with the Jets, it didn't matter who he was playing. He everybody like, in New York's going to get their pickle tickled because Sam Darnold's three and zero, and like yeah, my friend, I've I have a friend who's a Broncos fan, and he's all tickled because they're two and zero, and maybe three and zero because they play the Jets next week. And I'm like, dude, you play the Jets, the Giants, and who they play this week? Some Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Oh yeah, the three worst teams. <laughs> the three of worst teams. And I, I'm like, cool, you're dead. You're gonna go three and zero, but. I don't believe that you're anything. Special. No, there, there's, there's such things as a fake three and zero, and and they would definitely fit the bill. All right, Taylor. Uh, before games, I, I, well, not quite yet. I do want to mention something about our good friends over at Mohawk Honda, and oh, as course. we've, of course, right. I mean, we've been talking all year ever since this episode or this episode, this show came around that the current supply and demand for used vehicles out there is pretty high. I mean, that that business is booming right now, and this is a perfect time for you to go and get top dollar for that vehicle because of the high demand that there is. And right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer, and they will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't go and buy from them. Say you want to go up to, you know, another honda dealer that that's okay with them that's okay uh, but they will help you out any way they can and that's a pretty sweet deal honestly especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash i certainly know how that feels um <laughs> mohawk honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles and their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from you can also check out their full selection online. So if you don't have time to get there, you can see what they have before heading over there. Whenever you have some time, go and check it out online. Stop in, say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hotsas Doyle, or Louie, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many other helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There is that vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles. So now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, 
where they always go out of their way to please you. Now, I know what would please me is to regain the lead in our Pick'em's challenge. Not going to happen. Oh, never say never, my friend. Never say never. I am going to make (laughs) a mean comeback this week. I came in last week needing to get both the two wins that we differed on in order to... I know, we didn't really differ much last week. No, we didn't. Only on two games. And it was those two games, and I won both of them. I feel which, like that's going to be most weeks, unless there's like still, a bunch of which, games that are controversial. Which, well, which still hurts me because like I had the like I had Vegas on a bet, but I didn't pick them here. I don't know. Maybe I liked Vegas more as the week went on. I have no idea. I don't know what I did. Um, let's start off with a pretty easy game, Taylor, and that's our Thursday night football game. <laughs> And that would be Carolina heading down to Houston. They're opening up as seven and a half point favorites. Um, Houston will be starting Davis Mills at quarterback. Now that Tyrod Taylor is on IR. Um, Hey, look, Houston's been scrappy. They are one and one. They won week one. They, They did until Tyrod got hurt. Really had Cleveland on the ropes as well, which had me nervous for my survivor pool pick because I had Cleveland. Um, However, this week, Carolina on a short week heading down there, uh, you don't have much time to prepare if you're quarterback Davis Mills. It's quite simply the Panthers have enough talent that I, I'm I'm going to go on a on a you know on a whim here and say uh, Carolina by a lot. <laughs> well, I could easily see this one going the other way, just because, like you we said, like we haven't seen. We, we've seen Darnold play mediocre defenses. Not that the Texans defense is good, but I, if, if he is who he was in with the Jets and he hasn't completely changed into a whole new quarterback, then he's bound to have a game where he had, throws a dud. But... Okay, I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, no, oh, please, no, no, yes, no, no, please, no, 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 no. But with 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 Mills coming in, new quarterback against the defense that just made the Saints look silly. Um yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers, mainly, yeah. mainly because of their defense. And I don't uh, think the Texans are going to get many more wins than the one when they got against probably the worst team in the league. I, I, I was I, I was thinking, like, look, if Tyrod was at quarterback, I'd probably want to stay away from this game because he can mm-hmm. win you some games. But with him out, I look, yeah, Davis no. Mills on a short week, not, not, not this not time. Happening. Not no, so okay. fast, my not friend. No. Let's go to a really intriguing game. Um, Washington heads to Buffalo, uh, two one and one teams. The bills absolutely annihilated, excuse me, annihilated Miami, um, 35 to nothing was the final last week. And then they face Washington who came away, squeaked out a win led by Taylor Heineke against the giants on Thursday night football last week, Washington on 10 days rest heads to Buffalo. I'll give you first crack at it. Uh, but this game is tough because you know how I feel about Washington. But if and and the thing is also you don't know what the Bills will bring if they bring the team that just won and shut out Miami and looked great. Then yeah, I'll take the Bills. If it's the Bills we saw in Week One, then I would take Washington. But ultimately, I think the Bills have righted the ship. Um, they came in with a sense of urgency, I think, last week, and they knew that they had to win because they kind of got embarrassed week one. And so I think that they're gonna they're gonna keep keep pushing on the pedal to the metal, and they will run through Washington. It will be close. I might even, yeah, the points eight and a half. It's eight and a half. I think. Uh, 
Mm, I, if I, I was betting, I might take that to co- Washington to cover. I, I, but I, uh, think, I, I think Buffalo is going to cover. And the reason why I think this, I mean, we both are going to pick Buffalo on this one. Um, I just don't see Taylor Heineke being able to keep. Look, did he look good Thursday Night Football? I think he's. I think he is that good. I, Not that he's like elite or anything. He's no, playing the Giants, but I, I, I don't. I don't throws. think. I think he's serviceable, but I don't think he's any more than that. And are you going to ask him to go and? participate in an absolute shootout with Josh Allen? No, I I don't think so. I think Washington will put up some points. I think the defense might make some plays, but I ultimately think the Bills are going to win, and I think they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to win by Heineke just scores. needs to do one thing, and that's throw to Terry McLaurin as many times as he possibly can. Why? That's the only you have way. Terry McLaurin on your fantasy football team? I do on a bunch of <laughs> football teams. <laughs> I really right. like Terry McLaurin. Uh, that's the real reason. It's a no because he targeted him 14 times. He pulled it in 11 times and they won against the Giants because of McLaurin's offensive, uh, you know, help. Just throw it to him. He catches everything. It's crazy. Let's go to Chicago at Cleveland. And this game's intriguing because we don't really know what Chicago is going to do at quarterback. Is Andy Dalton healthy enough to play? And if he's not, you're going to see Justin Fields. Even if Andy Dalton is healthy enough to play, are we going to see Andy Dalton the entire game? Or are we going to see Justin Fields take over at some point? They play a Browns team that Baker will, he's fine. Um, but lost Jarvis Landry. He's on IR now. This is a banged up. Uh, exactly, Otis. Uh, this is a banged up offense. Um, however, I don't think they're banged up enough to lose at home to the Chicago Bears who can't find their identity on offense. Bear, Browns have a very good defense. Yeah, and I think we will see Justin Fields at some point because I think we've seen him at least once every week so far. Yes, you have. Weeks, yeah. But, yeah. but even with... Uh, Dalton healthy. He's been sprinkled in here and there, which is such a weird way to do it. I don't. I don't know if I like it. But I don't the think Eagles I like did it with Hurts last year. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I don't like it. I don't. I, I prefer if you're gonna start them, start them and let them go, um, or don't and don't toy around. But I guess if you don't have that real veteran pres- presence, like uh, Andy Dalton's, yeah. So I think that the Browns end up winning this game, though, because I trust them more. Their offense, their defense, overall, just better than the Brown, the Bears right now, and especially because we don't know what we're going to get. If Fields starts, I'd still take the Browns, but they're more fun to watch that way. I think the Bears are definitely more fun when Fields is on the field. Yeah, I don't think that's that's much of a debate. Debate, debate with, yeah. Uh, with, with what Andy Dalton has presented us, which has not been not been much. Uh, let's head to Baltimore at Detroit. Look, Detroit's 0-2, but they've been a pesky 0-2. I mean, they had Green Bay for about three quarters, and the, it, it all fell apart in the fourth quarter up, up in Lambeau on Monday night. But, I mean, they, they've been there, and they've been in games, and Baltimore is coming off a really impressive win against the Chiefs. Have Should they have won? No, I think the Chiefs more lost that game than the Ravens won that game. However, this is a still a very talented Ravens team with the Lions team clearly in rebuild mode. They're going to have moments, but I don't think it's going to be a moment against the Ravens. Not consistently enough to win. Yeah, and, and then you look at the, the way that Detroit's been beaten the first two weeks. The first week it was San Francisco, and they, they ran it on the throat with Elijah Mitchell, um, not even their starter, and it, it didn't really matter who they had in. And then um, last week, or the other day on Monday, you saw them uh, 
really give Aaron Jones whatever he wanted. Um, a lot of it was in the passing game and not necessarily in the rush game, but like they just have trouble with the running backs. And guess who leads the league in rushing? That would be the Ravens. <laughs> so yeah, no, the the Ravens are gonna destroy the Lions. I think. I think eight and a half is too little, honestly. Let's go to well, what we thought was gonna be a big game. It's not really a big game anymore um titans colts uh we it's don't... still a big game for the division wow. i mean i mean jacob eason is on the verge of starting that game so uh you know it, it's just it's all hunky-dory out in indianapolis the wentz wagons on its last wheel and it's week three um titans coming off an impressive win taylor out, out in seattle they they were down a good amount came back won in overtime led by derrick henry who i mean did, did derrick henry things i can't really say anything yeah. but that um this is a titans team that kind of refound themselves out in seattle a bad combination for a struggling colts team that can't seem to get out of their own way health wise um i look i'll let you start off with it, but I kind of expect you to pick Tennessee. Am I wrong on that? Um, probably not. I mean, <laughs> if, if Braden Smith were to come back, um, he was injured last week, so we still had Davenport in, who gave up another ten, seven or so pressures. Um, every time that Aaron Donald was on him, it was like, here we go. It's over. Like he's getting to the quarterback, and that's how your quarterback ends up with, you know, not one ankles, not, not one, two, not, not two. Uh, potent- I mean, if Carson, if they, that out, tweet that you if, they if they come out later this week and says Carson Wentz has three sprained ankles, <laughs> I I'd believe you, I'd believe you because Carson Wentz would find a way to have three sprained ankles. I don't know if you if we have any SpongeBob fans, but it reminds me of the guy who. In the morning, he breaks his arms, and in the evening, yes. he breaks his legs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, that's Carson Wentz right now. You but need yeah. to roll him out in bubble wrap and <laughs> just get the seventy-five percent. Oh God! Um, so, I mean, if if there was ever a game that the Colts really, really needed to like stay alive to have any hope of winning anything, getting to the playoffs, or even do the Colts win one game this year? <laughs> They need to beat the Titans here. <laughs> going down 0-3 is, I mean, they're not going to be, like, they won't, you know, they're they're going to win games eventually. So especially if Taylor, Carson that, plays. Taylor, I've seen highlights. This is not a good they, football team. They are not that bad. They really it's aren't. Not a, they not ha- a good football they, team. They hung around with the Rams for a good long while. They had plenty of opportunities to score. They just get in the red zone, and they can't. They left 14 points on the board. If they just scored when they got into the red zone, yeah, it would have been easy. a game. It's that it easy. A game the red zone. Against the Rams. It's, this is a really good defense. You know what? I was, I was happy with what I saw overall. Does the offensive line need to be healthy? Obviously, they need to be healthy. Like you can't do anything with injuries. I can't I, do nothing. I don't. I don't know injuries. if people saw. I, Taylor, I don't. I think you saw. Um, I don't know if many of our listeners did or not. I, I have no idea. Um, I said, I just I saw Carson Wentz trending on Twitter, so I pressed it and I like looked at the latest tweets. Like one would be like. 
Carson Wentz is playing a hell of a game. The, the second one would be, God, Carson Wentz is so awful. The next <laughs> one would be, uh, Carson Wentz is doing all he can. The next one is, why did we, it was like adding the Eagles. You can have him back. Like I'm, I'm seeing Indianapolis is quickly adapting the Carson Wentz civil war that has okay. been in Philadelphia for the past. Well, then again, also who, whoever said you can have him back. What do you want? Jacob Eason who came into the game and then promptly threw an interception immediately. Like, I mean, did Carson make mistakes? Yeah, the shovel pass was really bad, but I blame the play so, going there. You shouldn't have done that. So, so to be clear, you're taking Tennessee. <laughs> yes, I'm taking Tennessee. Yes, because I'm about to be safe and I won the win. This I know you're going to take Tennessee. So uh, yes, honestly, I'm going to be safe. I'll take Tennessee. And if they surprise them, we'll both be wrong. I am taking. And I'll be happy. I am taking Tennessee, and uh, this next game should be a pretty good one, and I expect this to be a very high-scoring game. It's an angry Chiefs game heading back to Arrowhead, facing Justin Herbert and the Chargers at 1 o'clock. This, like you said, Taylor, is going to be a fun game. Um, I Look, I like the Chargers. I'm very high on the Chargers, but after how they struggled against a defense that you should be scoring a lot more points on than 17 points, and that being the Dallas Cowboys, I have a hard time believing that they're going to go into Arrowhead and you know score for score with Patrick Mahomes and this high-flying Chiefs offense uh, enough to, at the end, come away with this game. Uh, I'd agree. It's hard to pick against the Chiefs. Like, honestly, I'm probably going to pick the Chiefs, Every single week, I'll just be honest. Like, because there's never, there's yeah, not gonna two be two weeks. They play the Eagles. There's not going to be I'm a kidding. game. No, there's not going to be a game <laughs> where I'm like, where I'm like, oh, I think the Chiefs are going to really struggle here and they might lose because I don't think that any team can really stop that offense when it comes down to it. And they should have won the game last night or the other night hey, on yeah, Sunday. They, they really should. They had it. They had the game in the bag because they were in field goal range. And then you know, Clyde edwards Solaire drops the ball. It got poked out. Gave the credit to the defense, but like. It, I mean, it wasn't Patrick Mahomes' fault. It wasn't the rest of that offense. It was literally only on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, the defense, is it bad? Yes, of course it is. Um, that's been their calling card is you have to score like 30 points on them because they're going to put up 30. But if you can do it, which you have ample opportunity to do because their defense is not that good, um, their defense relies on like one to two like game-changing plays. Like if they can get like one turnover here and just give Patrick Mahomes the ball back when they're up, uh, a certain amount and then he puts like a cap on it and just too uh, much for a team to come back with. Um, that's kind of how the chiefs operate. Um, but overall, I, I haven't lost any faith in them. They should have won that game against, against Lamar um, credit to them for the Ravens for really going for it, but I'm taking the chiefs in this one. I think it'll be fun though. Real fun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, you said, all. I, I, had to say as well. So let's let's move on. This is a fun game and maybe not the most sexy game, but it's going to be a good game because I think it's going to be a defensive battle that could surprise offensively. Um, the over-unders, 41 and a half, just so you know. Um, Saints, Patriots, and Foxborough. Um, which Jameis is going to show up and is Mac Jones going to continue to look and improve on uh, a decent start to the season. Two one and one teams. Um, this is a tough game to really gauge on. And I think it really all does depend on which Jameis shows up. Yeah, I think that's exactly like I, when we're going through here and I saw that game was coming up next. I literally was just like, 
<laughs> um, just looking at it, and I was like, "What? What kind of? What kind of Jameson are we getting? What did you just do? Was that Otis that just jumped on you?" Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, claw so he, he's clawing me. He. You know how like a toddler, like he'll they they like get on their legs and like are jumping up and down with their arms and like starts whining. <laughs> That's literally what he was doing, and just decided to hop on my chest. Otis, he's. You're you're cuter than deaf, but I mean, come on now. All right, okay. <laughs> all right, yeah. So so th this game, uh, it, it's whether the Patriots defense can do enough to frustrate Jameis into making mistakes, um, or are the Saints going to show up like they did in Week One and Jameis is just going to throw all over it? I don't trust Mac Jones to put up a ton of points just because the way they're using him right now, he's not even going for like the the long passes that are open. Um, I, I watched a little bit because I was on red zone, obviously. So they went over to the Patriots game and there was one play where they, they schemed him kind of, he like bootlegged outside and there was a one pass that was open, but like, you know, five, 10 yards down the field. And then a, a farther pass that was probably a touchdown if he goes for it. And he went for the underpass. And if he's going to be checked down Charlie all season long, or at least, for these first couple games, I know he's a rookie, but um, they're going to have pains. to open him I mean, up a little bit. That, yeah, you're going to see that, but I mean, it, it's clear that the Patriots want to emphasize running the football. Um, Damian Harris has had a nice start to the year, yes. So I, I think it's it's going to be a conflict, and I think the Saints are going to try to go back to that as well to take some of the pressure off of Jameis. I mean, you have you can't have him with five ball, yards. No. no, that 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 cannot happen again. Um, so this is going to be a defensive battle with teams trying to control time of possession. Who are you going with? Did... <sighs> this was hard. Go you go first. <laughs> oh God. Um, I'm going first on the next one, and it's uh, for the opposite reasons. A very hard game. <laughs> yeah, I I totally agree. I'm gonna go Patriots on this one. Patriots. I I honestly. I was planning I, on going the opposite of you because it's such a pick of that. Uh, I, <laughs> I, well, I was saying, all right, Otis, I, I'm sorry. I love you to death, but you got to get down. Um, I, I was looking at this and I'm picking new England on the default that they're home. Like, I think that'll be enough. Like if this was down in new Orleans with that, that home field advantage, I would take new Orleans. But I'm going to take New England. I'm going to take the Pats as well. I, I think I've liked more consistency-wise what I've seen. Like, they have a clear path. They have a clear direction of what they're trying to do with that offense, and that's emphasized running the ball. We've had one really, really good and one really, really bad with the Saints. So I'm going to go with consistency here. I'm going to go New England as well. We haven't disagreed yet. Maybe we will on this one. Um and don't pick the other team just because I picked the Giants. That's that's a coward's way out to keeping your one game lead. Is that what you uh, the Giants? <laughs> maybe. Well, you have to go first because I already I Fal went first on the last one. Falcons, Falcons, Giants. Uh, this game is going to be just horrible to watch. It's at one o'clock, so <laughs> fine. So so find any. So literally, it's going to be fun. Literally find any other game to watch. Um, it's probably going to be a shootout because they're both terrible. The, the over-under is 48. I think I'd take the over on that. Um, probably, yeah, I'd take the over. Giants are yeah, – I mean, they're given three points and the spread is three points. So, I mean, this is an even money line here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Giants. I think I've seen a little – 
little bit more that I've liked about not much, but a little bit more. I mean, they 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 almost beat Washington, and the offense was coming alive a little bit. They do have some talent on defense, where the Falcons are just a whole hot mess that have been obliterated the first two weeks. Um, I'm gonna go Giants. Um, see, I I think the Falcons are due for a big offensive game. Uh, a game where like uh, Calvin Ridley goes off and Kyle Pitts really, really gets involved. They played the Eagles and the Falcons, which I think we can both agree that the Eagles defense is pretty damn good. And obviously the Buccaneers defense is really good. And now they're playing the Giants. So I think it's going to be kind of an offensive awakening for the Falcons. They have to have a good game, at least on offense at some point. And I do think that this game will end up being more of a shootout. And I do think that that over, I'll take that over on that one. Um, cause 48 now I think both these teams could get into the thirties just because the defenses are so bad on both sides. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Falcons to have that breakout offensive game. Kevin Ridley going off for a bunch and Kyle Pitts really getting involved. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Falcons. Okay. So we, uh, we disagree on our first game, which is the Falcons and the giants. What more could you ask for? <laughs> but now uh, I have a reason to watch that game. <laughs> yeah okay yeah there you go if, you, if you're watching if you're watching that game because of one pick them uh i, I got nothing don't you worry in the car uh, you're not you're gonna be yeah i was gonna say you're as not long gonna as i can fo- stand it <laughs> focused in on jacob eason's it's NFL hard to debut. watch the Colts right now okay like if jacob eason is playing i don't know how much i'll be able to watch it'll be sad um let's go to the NFL a, debut was in his interception immediately Let's go to oh, salty. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go to another divisional matchup. <laughs> I just can't get over how quickly your season turned and went down the shitter. Uh, it's 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 quite remarkable. I've never seen anything like it. Um, both ankles. Both. <laughs> like what is that? Both. Who does that? Look, I. I feel for you. Medicine. He needs to be arrested for assault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think it was really. Do- I think no, Carson was- did it to himself. No, it was. It was Donald. Pre- I think Donald. I think they said they confirmed that like they happened like on the Donald pressures where he yeah. was either trying to get away or Donald took him down. He's made but- a glass, man. Just get over it. He's I made a glass. Made a glass. Just get, right. get, get, get him to luck. Get him to 75% and give me that top five pick. I'm not okay? giving you a pick. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know you're not, but the Colts I hope are. he breaks uh, his legs. No, I shouldn't say that. That's bad luck. Knock on wood. I don't want anyone to. I hope injured. you break but your do, legs then. I do want him to not play 75 if it means we give up a top five pick. Jesus. I hope I I saw on Tankathon um because they came out with the first weekly Tankathon and I get it, it's two weeks and standings are going to change a lot but the Eagles have two uh, top ten uh, picks both of them aren't their pick the Colts mm-hmm. and the Dolphins <laughs> I'd love it I would love it anyway we we got more games to pick um. AFC North battle Cincinnati heads to Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is coming off. Disappointing loss, obviously, to the Vegas Raiders. The Bengals are uh, trying to recuperate from losing out in Chicago, which really they should have won that game. They just played horribly. Um, Burrow did not look that good. Uh, This is a Steelers team that hasn't looked that good. Uh, (laughs) 
this is a tough game, but I'm going to go Pittsburgh here. They're at home. I can't expect they lose to Vegas and Cincinnati in back-to-back weeks. Uh, it seems like Cincinnati has more to figure out than the Steelers do. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. This one is tough for me. I mean, I, I on principle, like the Steelers more overall as a team. Um, but Burrow looked good in week one, and then week two he kind of struggled. Um, and I don't trust Big Ben. I'll say it every single week. I don't trust Big Ben in that offense at all. Um, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Bengals. I think it'll be a close game. Um, isn't TJ what? Watt injured again? Yeah, but they said he's not ruled out for this weekend. And and as of as of recording on Wednesday or uh, Tuesday evening for Wednesday, I have to assume that he's gonna play. Um, Mm -hmm. But even if he doesn't, I don't think I'm changing my pick. So I'm sticking with. Well, that would really make me want to go with the Bengals, but I'll still go with the Bengals anyway. Um, I just. I don't think the Steelers are overall that good of a team, especially. I don't offense. either, I but think I think they they're better than. I don't either, <clears throat> but I think they're better than Cincinnati right now. Maybe by the end of the year, I'd be saying a different tune, but right now, I think Pittsburgh's the better football team. Um, it's not that big of a margin, though. Let's go yeah. to Arizona, heading to Jacksonville. I mean, obviously, Kyler Murray has to be in the conversation early on for MVP candidate. Their defense is horrendous. <laughs> However, if anybody has looked even worse. Uh, it, it's been Jacksonville. They have looked just completely lost on offense. Trevor Lawrence is clearly going through the rookie hiccups. Um, Urban Meyer uh, uh, is just not an NFL coach. I'll say it until he's fired. I would I would be shocked if he's there more than one year. Uh, he's already beaten the patience drum with the fans. Please be patient with us. Um, this is a bad Jaguars team that could easily go 0-17. Um, I don't think it's exactly breaking or shocking news to anyone when I say I'm taking Arizona on this one. Yeah, um, I'm taking Arizona too. And looking at this game, I'm really excited for my fantasy team that has Kyler Murray on it because I think that this will be one hell of a game for him. I'm sure that he will put up plenty of points. Um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked hasn't looked terrible, terrible, but he hasn't looked good. He's made some bad mistakes and some bad throws, but he has made um, a lot of good plays too. And you can definitely see I, I, every every week when I see what I see of the the Jaguars games because obviously I'm not tuned in to watch the Jaguars too much too often. Stop! Um, I always make go out of my way to watch the Jaguars. <laughs> but from what I have seen uh, clips of him, I'm seeing a little bit of film from Trevor Lawrence, and he he is making good plays. He's making you can see flashes of what he could be and what I hope he will get to. Um, and that's kind of a generational guy, but he's not there yet. That's for sure. And he doesn't have the pieces around him at all to support him. And especially not on the defensive side to stop teams. And the Cardinals are going to be no different. They're going to run over him. They're only given a touchdown and a half or seven and a half. That's a surprise. Yeah. That, yeah, that, I think that, that don't I would, add up for me. No, that, that, that should probably be higher. Uh, yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to have an easy win. So the four o'clock slate we go. And if the Jaguars didn't look like the worst team in football, uh, this team sure does. The Jets. Oh, Jets fans. Um, Let me tell you something. (laughs) Zach Wilson seeing ghosts too. (laughs) Zach Wilson's ghosts is not. I I, I mean, that that's being nice. Um, I, I. 
what a horrible, baffling performance by Zach Wilson. I'm honestly surprised just how overwhelmed he looks. Um, it, it has not been pretty to say the least. And they're going out to mile high to face a Broncos defense. That is very, very good. Very, very talented. And Teddy Bridgewater is getting this Broncos team to do enough on offense that they are two and zero. they look to be a, a very significant force in the AFC West early on. This is a team that, I mean, until I see, glimpses of hope there's no way i'm taking the jets in any game they're in uh i'm i'm beating the drum for denver on this one yeah maybe if the jets were playing like jacksonville or detroit maybe we we would pick them but not anywhere close not at this point see it's not it wasn't just sam darnold it wasn't just sam darnold it's it's the whole jets organizations it's where quarterbacks go to ruin their careers or especially the start of their careers but also we knew this about our uh bill Belichick. he's always been good against rookie quarterbacks I, he, I'm convinced he just gives them looks that they have no idea what's happening on defense. Like they're unable to read it because they're so new and they don't, they haven't had that experience. So they just don't know what's going on. And that leads to throws to guys where you think they're open. And then all of a sudden they're not. And I, I can, that's the only explanation that I can put out there as to why he was just throwing interception after inter- like his first two throws were interceptions i think yeah and yep they were it was yeah. it was bad and so i chalked that up to bill Belichick just being a genius on the defensive end and giving this rookie quarterback stuff that he's never seen in his life and doesn't know how to process at this point in his career uh but yeah i'm taking the broncos because the jets are trash Let's go out to Vegas where the Dolphins, and we don't know it. I mean, Brian Flores said this week that it's really going to come down to Tua and the pain tolerance that he has if he's going to play or not. If not, it's Jacoby Brissett. But even if Tua goes, he's clearly not 100%, and this is an offense that I never was high on with Tua to begin with, as, I mean, we've talked about now for a couple of weeks. Heading out to Vegas to face a Raiders team that's 2-0. They're coming off two impressive wins. I mean, beating the Ravens and the Steelers is no joke. Derek Carr's playing well. Um, is it sustainable? No, I don't think so. I, this Raiders team, to me, is not that good. Um, they'll be in the mix for that wild card spot at the end of the day, but... At the state that they're playing right now, I have to take them over the Dolphins that don't even know if Tua's going to be able to go, and if he does, won't be 100%. The Raiders are three-and-a-half-point favorites, which I would have thought is a little bit low considering that's low how to well me. the Raiders that's, have played. That's low to and me. And they're at home. But, um, yeah, I feel like a home game against the 2-0 and Raiders team that's looked pretty good. I mean, I picked them to beat the Steelers, and I'm going to ride with them. I'm going to pick them to beat the Dolphins. I think the Raiders' offense looks really good. I mean, Derek Carr is slinging the rock for sure, and I think their defense is doing enough. It's doing enough right now. And against a a Dolphins team that, like you said, you mentioned, we don't even know who's going to start for them. Um, And Jacoby Brissett, I've seen him with the Colts. He is no game winner. He is, at best, a game manager, and at worst, a detriment to your team sometimes. Um, So, yeah, Raiders – Probably the game of the week. Tampa and Tom Brady going out to L.A. to face Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Fun fact, this is Tom Brady's first time ever playing out in Los Angeles as an NFL quarterback. Um, 
this is going to be a hell of a game. I think it should be the Sunday night game, but it's it should America, be. It's America's game of the week at 425. Um, this is gonna be a fun game. I mean, defense, I mean the offenses, they're they're two of the best offenses in all of football, two of the best defenses in all of football. Um, your Super Bowl pick or NFC pick uh in the Rams versus the defending Super Bowl champions. I gotta go with you first. Who do you got? I mean, this is a hell of a game. Yeah, it is a hell of a game. Two high-powered offenses and two great defenses on both sides. Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers still. Um, I do like the Rams a lot. But, um, I mean, just just bringing it back to the Colts game, honestly. like That's where Colts, I was going to go with it, yeah. If the Colts were a better team, like especially in the red zone, then they probably would have won that game. Honestly, because they uh, on defense, the Rams didn't look uh, amazing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't really get involved until he picked off Jacob Beeson, and that basically sealed the game for the most part. But he he didn't really get involved up until that point. And if that Rams defense is going to do that against the Colts, then this Buccaneers offense could just chew right through it. So I, I, I'm taking the Buccaneers in this one. I think it'll still be a fun game. It should be a fun game, but yeah. Bucks. I'm, take, I'm taking Tampa as well, and you literally took the point that I was going to make was the Rams look beatable. They they yeah. did not – I mean, the, the Colts had them for a little bit. That was a close game, and if you're struggling against the Colts, boy, do I have news for you when Tampa comes to town. That's um, what do I mean, I, yeah. Do I, do I expect it to be a lopsided game? No, I expect this to be a very, very good game. Um, but the Rams seem to be just slightly behind the Buccaneers, at least right now, of where they're at as a team. Um, I, I got – look, the way the – Bucks are putting up points in bunches and the way Brady's come out of the gates, just absolutely firing. I got to go with Tampa. I, I, I mean, he's playing at an MVP level. Uh, Tampa is my pick. So we both picked Tampa. Let's go to the last four 25 game of the week. And this is an intriguing matchup because you have Seattle at one and one really should be two and oh, they, they kind of floundered against Tennessee at home. Yeah, going out to Minnesota to face an zero and two Vikings team, and now we all know how hard it is to really bounce back from an zero and three start. This is a Vikings team that should be two and zero. I, I mean, they, they they've shot themselves in the foot countless times. I mean, Joseph with the <laughs> clanker at the end of the game. Uh, yep. They they fumbled in overtime against the Bengals that led to a Bengals mm-hmm. score. I mean, th- like I said, this is a team that could easily be two and zero, should be two and zero, but now they're on the verge of being zero and three. They're going to be desperate. They're going to be hungry. They're at home. Seattle's coming across the country halfway. Um, they're trying to go two and one. One and two would be a tough spot for them, especially considering what division they're in. Um, this is a tough one for me. I- I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the Vikings are going to get their first win of the season. I I think Seattle, they have some cracks on defense. And if the Vikings have shown anything, they can point up, put up the points in bunches. They, they did go toe to toe with Arizona Um, Vikings at home desperation factor. I'm going with the Vikings to go one and two. I, I think I'm going to go with the Seahawks, and we're going to differ on this one. Uh, I just think the Seahawks, while they're not you're – de- you're definitely right that the Vikings are going to be in desperation mode, and that does make me want to pick the Vikings. 
Um, but I, I think Seattle, they, their offense is so much better than it even has looked like the last couple of years. I think this year they were really opening it up and really letting Russell Wilson kind of do his thing. And I do think that they should definitely be two and oh, I mean, the Vikings should too. They, they made stupid mistakes, but I have no proof to say that they won't continue to make those stupid mistakes here and there. And so, <clears throat> you know, the Vikings, I think it'll be close. Uh, but if the Vikings take a really strong lead at home, they might be able to to win this game. But I think the Seahawks come out, punch them in the mouth, and it just goes downhill from there. I think I'm taking the Seahawks in this one. All right, let's go to the Sunday night football game, which should be another good game, especially after the bounce back that the Packers have. They go out to San Francisco to face the Niners. Uh, Packers looked like the Packers again, which I, I think – gives uh, especially me a little bit of a sigh of relief because I picked on the good fucking Super Bowl um, <laughs> <laughs> um, against the Niners team. Look, 2-0. and oh, However, I, I bring up my point earlier that the Eagles outplayed the Niners. Yes, the Niners are 2-0, and oh, but this is a team that the Eagles outplayed. I, they're, they're a beatable 2-0 and oh team. Packers coming off a rebound. I get it against Detroit, so you have arguments against each team. Which way are you going? I think I'm going to go with the Packers in this one. I think they, they ride the ship and they're going to continue with that momentum. Um, the Niners, yes, they won the game against the Eagles, but if they're a true, true contender, you'd think that a young team like the Eagles wouldn't have so much success against them. Not that they had a ton of success, but they had enough to keep themselves in the game um, and only be down by less than a touchdown in the end. And so with that in mind, I think the Packers now, with a little momentum behind them, their offense is going to be clicking. Um, I think they're going to be do, able to do enough uh, against the Niners to to pull out this victory. And I think the Packers' defense looks better now than it did, obviously, week one. It looked horrible, but it looked a lot better against Detroit. Um, I think the Packers take this one. Let's head to Monday Night Football, the rivalry of the week, and that would be the Philadelphia Eagles heading to Arlington to face the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be a hell of a Monday Night Football game. Division rivals, the two favorites in the division, in my opinion. Um, the Eagles look better than a lot of people expected. The Cowboys, look, they, they went toe-to-toe with Tampa Bay. The defending Super Bowl champions beat the Chargers, controversial or not. They're they're one and one. Uh, this is going to be a good game. I'm going to let you go first, Taylor. Philly yeah. or Dallas? This game, yeah. Like, what a Monday night. That's going to be a great Monday nighter. Like, I'll, I'll probably get my Eagles fan friends over. We'll we'll see. We'll we'll have a little watch party. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's hard to to pick though. Like, I the Eagles defense, I I think is better than the Cowboys. Um, but the Cowboys offense, I think, is slightly better than the Eagles offense. And so it's kind of, uh, um, you know what? I'll, I'll just go with you because I know what you're picking. I'll go with you. I'll, I'm going to take the Eagles too. I, I think that they really show up prime time. Jalen hurts shows the world that the Eagles are not to be trifled with takes the lead of the Cowboys. I think honestly, in the end, the Cowboys will probably get, well, the Cowboys are at home. That's, don't reverse I'm now. Going with the Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. I'll, 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 I'll go with the Eagles. But, man, that's going to be a, a good game. Um, Dallas well, is getting four points. Yeah, that's that's easy. That seems about I, I, right. I, I think even if Dallas wins, um, I'd take Philly to at least cover. Um, that 
look, before I say any analysis on this game, it's Dallas week. If you think in my ever-loving mind I am taking the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, you have not been listening to this show. I would never, ever, ever pick the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't care if the Eagles are the worst team in football and the Cowboys, which would never happen, uh, were the best team in football. I would never, ever pick the Cowboys to beat my birds. Now, with that being said, um, this Eagles team has surprised me even in a rough 17 to 11 loss to San Francisco. I've seen the growth that you would want to see in a young team. Um, I really liked what I heard from Sirianni this week, owning up to the play calling says, I simply got to be player better. I got to put these players in better position to succeed. Um, Jalen hurts owning up to it. This is an angry football team and disappointed in how they played. Um, and there's a c- accountability in this locker room that, would seem to be lacking the past couple years. And this is a talented team and the defense that a lot of people are sleeping on. When you look at the Cowboys, they struggled against the chargers. Um, that was a game that there should have been points up in bunches. And there wasn't, um, I look, the Eagles are very good at taking away the run and forcing Dak Prescott to throw the ball all over the place. However, the difference this year and within years past is the Eagles have a secondary. And Steven Nelson and Darius Slay. Um, and they have only given up 23 points all year. This is a very good defense. And I think Jalen Hurts is prime. I mean, this is his first prime time start. And I think he's going to be ready for it. This is an Eagles team that's going to go down in Dallas and beat them. And I, I, I feel over. I, I'm not even like, like my gut says the Eagles are going to do it. And usually I, I usually say that with my heart and, Deep down, it's like, Bryce, you sound like a goddamn idiot. Um, No, I I feel really good about this game. If you feel that good, then you'd let me switch my pick, right? Because now looking at it more... (laughs) Well, you you lost Brandon Graham and Brandon Brooks. You think that that's not going to have an issue? Landon Landon Dickerson was fine, and the Eagles are so deep on the defensive line that... Like, like, look, does it suck to lose Brandon Graham? Absolutely. But this is a deep defensive line. It's not it. Look, trust me. Uh, you want to look at who the Cowboys are not going to have? Because that list is a hell of a lot longer. Amari uh, Cooper's questionable right now. Yeah. Uh, who, who's back. missing on defense and who's Brandy missing Gary on offense? Back. Yeah. yeah. And, and also obviously Marcus Lawrence. Yeah. 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 Keep going. Well, uh, did you say Lyle Collins yet? No, I didn't. Okay. No, I yeah. Didn't. Keep going. Yeah, there's more. I don't have their full injury report up. I can't keep going. When Anthony Brown is your starting corner, I'm not worried. <laughs> Devontae Smith is going to have a day. All a right, day, yeah. Taylor. Fair enough. Fair enough. It doesn't. It wouldn't hurt me if they if they won. But either way, it would, it, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for that game. Fine. We'll both go with the Eagles. If they lose, we both lose. If they win, we both win. I what mean, are we? we three air, games difference. We air on. Um, let me see. One, you have Atlanta, I have the Giants. Two, you have Cincinnati, I have Pittsburgh. And then three, you have Seattle, and I have Minnesota. So, yeah, we differ on three. All right. So, another interesting week of football. Wow, I really screwed up my arm. Like, every time I pull, like, maybe I have a torn pec like Brandon Brooks. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) 
it's going to be a good slate of football games again. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, before we get to our fantasy football studs and duds for week three, I do want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. I'm getting I'm getting close to do, but I'm waiting closer to when I go to Philly in two weeks to go there, uh, get that fresh cut for when I go to Philly. But obviously, with fall coming around, you want that fresh cut for school looking good as the fall months come ahead uh, and enjoy some of that warmer weather, head up to Saratoga Springs and check out Saving Face Barbershop and our boy Jeremiah right off exit 13. And it's a really cool spot. Great atmosphere, a bunch of cool dudes in there, and they will not be satisfied until you are satisfied with how you look. And they also have close face shaves. They do have at home services as well. If you don't, want to go out i don't recommend that because the atmosphere is so good but they have all kinds of things you could go online at savingfacebarbershop.com book your i mean you could call them as well but you could go online and, and book their book on their website for an appointment today great prices great atmosphere and you'll come out of there looking uh brand new and looking good and getting ready to rock so just wanted to give a shout out to saving face barbershop up there in saratoga springs let's head to Week three, fantasy studs and duds, Taylor. Uh, there were a lot of studs and duds last week. Um, I, I, I mean, and, and now a lot of injuries to deal with as well. I mean, you had last you had last week's studs, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Brady, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Cup, Lockett, Terry McLaurin, Kelsey at tight end, which is kind of a dust statement. But um, it, then you had the likes of Alvin Kamara and Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Antonio Brown, who disappointed George Kittle shit in the bed if you had him, um, which I did not, but thank the Eagles defense. Um, Tannehill as well did not have that good of a week. But let's start with the studs, Taylor. Give me a positional player, not quarterback name, because it's just not worth our time. Give me a stud for week three. All right, so my stud, I, I could pick one player. I guess I will pick one player, but I like the whole offense as a whole that I'm about to name. Um, they're going up against a team that doesn't have a great defense, and the way that these games have been going, um, they've been in shootouts. And that's going to be the Chargers against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I could pick the Chiefs because every week they pretty much go off, although Cyrus Hill did have uh, a pretty bad week this week. But I'm going to go with the Chargers and specifically guys like Mike Williams, um, even Austin Eckler, and obviously Keenan Allen is there too. Any one of those guys, I think they'll all be studs. Mike Williams has already been a stud lately. Um, catching a, I think he catch, caught a touchdown pass last week. Um, and he's going to be eaten on this Chiefs defense because it's not very good. And they're going to have to put up points in bunches to keep up with the Chiefs. Um, so game script's going to be with him. Plus the defense is not very good that equals together, I think they will have quite a day, um, those Chargers uh, skill position players, any one of them. But I'll, I'll say Mike Williams because he's he's been hot lately. If, if you're looking for a deeper flex, and maybe it's not so much a deep flex, but a guy that you're looking at those matchups, you need somebody off your bench to come in and fill. Hopefully he's not one of your stars. Hopefully he's a bench player for you. Um, but against a defense that just coughed up 51 points to Aaron Jones and also gave up points in bunches to the likes of Elijah Mitchell in week one. How about Tyson Williams for the Ravens? Uh, I, I mean, 
I get it that it's going to be a running back by committee for the year. Latavius Murray gets his as well. Devontae Freeman got in on the fun last week, but Tyson is still getting the majority of the snaps and against a defense that is just can't even stop a nosebleed. Tyson Williams is somebody that I think is going to have a very good week. If you're in desperate, not even desperate need, I think it's a good matchup. If you want to plug him in in your flex, by all means do so. I think this is the week to do it against a very, very bad Detroit defense. Yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. That was literally going to be my pick until I yeah. changed it. Um, but yeah, I, I was going to talk about them too. For the same exact reasons, Detroit's not good. Their rush defense, terrible. And this is the best rushing team in the league in the, the Ravens. So yeah, obviously, I think they're going to um, they're gonna stop him. Or not stop him. They're going to let him run all over the place. A- any one of those would probably... All, all the Ravens you know backfield is going to be a mess so even if you have Devonte freeman if you ha- are desperate and you need a, a flex spot toss them in toss any of them in i think they'll all run on them i'm gonna go uh now i'm gonna throw out well no duds duds for week three who is you go your first week? Your dud if you want i could go first okay i'll, I'll go first yeah, it's go gonna it. be the wide receiver position and it's going mike evans um this is not exactly uh uh, mm. Too hard for me. I, look, as much as I think this is going to be a highly um, contested game with a lot of points put up on the board, keep in mind of the presence of Jalen Ramsey. He is going to be on Mike Evans. Godwin and Antonio Brown are going to be the guys, along with Gronk, that Brady's going to be looking at. The matchup fits the bill that Evans is going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. They've been putting him all over the field, so you might get some plays that he's not on. But Ramsey has been a stud this year, and Mike Evans is one of those guys that you really have to hope gets that red zone target or else he's going to bust. When it comes to the red zone, I think Bray's going to be looking elsewhere. Mike Evans is a big-time dud for me in week three. All right, I'm going to go. I know I picked the Bengals to beat the Steelers, but I think if they're going to beat them, it's going to be through the air through guys like Jamar Chase. So I'm taking Joe Mixon to be. Oh, a no, uh, no, no. You better be wrong on that. <laughs> I have Mixon in two leagues. You the shut Steelers, your mouth. Ma- you shut your mouth. The Steelers have been good against the run, albeit against the Raiders and uh, the Bills, who don't rely on the run too much. Um, but obviously the Raiders didn't have Josh Jacobs. I said he would be a dud um, last week. And I guess I'm just kind of following the Steelers because I just believe in their, their rush defense a lot. Um, obviously uh, Josh Jacobs was out for that game. I called him the dud, but if we look at his backup, I mean, granted it is Barber Peyton Barber and he's not very good at all, but he was held to only 32 yards rushing. Um, they only rushed about 13 times until the game script got away from them anyway. Uh, or at least they, they, they got more success with the, the throwing, uh, game. So they didn't go back to the run game, but I, I think that the Steelers defense, at least up front can do a lot against the rush. And it just, it scares me to go up against them. So yeah, I'm taking uh Mixon to be my dud. I hope Sorry. you're wrong. <laughs> I hope you are so Sorry, wrong. Wait, do you have him in Godzilla media? Funny. No, I do not have him in Godzilla. I, I have him in a uh, really um, hope he loses. Cause we're playing each other. Um, both keepers i have him no i have i have aaron jones in um playing san francisco tough matchup and then i'm i'm hoping clyde edwards alaire wakes up for me um really that's that's what i'm waiting for i need i need 
I need Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah, you have McCaffrey. <laughs> going up against the Texans. He's going to destroy him. That's <laughs> yeah, not not great, but I have Jalen Hurts against Dallas, so we'll That's see. fair, and I have Kyler Murray against oh, Jacksonville. Lot, so lot. what do you want? <laughs> um, I also have Keenan Allen, so. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna beat you. Let me look you're at this, man. Three and zero. Three and zero. Did I literally meet you at your peak matchups? Week? Possibly. I mean, I th- uh, Terry McLaurin against Buffalo is not great. A Rob um, against Cleveland. Deontay against Cincy. Jones against. I mean, Hawkinson Smith? against Baltimore. Henderson. Devontae Smith against uh, Dallas. I, I might. I, well, it depends. Uh, man, I don't know. Just accept it. No. I'm projected more than you. Fuck you. That means shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Just just like... uh, I am the number one team in the league. Just like Brian Katie was projected to be the number one team in the year, and his team's a dumpster fire. So, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... like, He listens. Go for it. <laughs> He's also the one that said the whiteout is overrated. Like, please. He did say that. I was yeah. like, I, I just put the meme with the guy eating popcorn because I was like, I don't know if Bryce has seen this yet. I, you did see it because I, I, the thread was weird and I couldn't see your reply uh, oh. for a second. And I was like, oh, did Bryce reply? Because if he didn't, I'm going to put notifications on this because I thought you were going to go off. But uh, no, I, I just I've never heard Ooh, such a dumb hot take. So clearly somebody hurt him in the past. So <laughs> at a whiteout game. At a at a whiteout game. So I just like I didn't even know Sienna ever had a football team. That's the excuse he came up with. I I've never been that. to a whiteout game, but they seem kind of fun. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Um pre game a little bit before. That is a riot. Before we head on out of here, um, we have a Pizons winner, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, I know you have that information because I do not. Is our loyal listener James? He tweets oh. at us all the time. He's he won. Congratulations, Congratulations to him. I'm sure we'll tweet about it um, and tag him in it and tag Pizons in that. But yeah, congratulations. Put that review, which we always appreciate, even though you're not going to win anything this week. Please do it anyway. Uh, help us out a lot it's a good way to it's the only way you can really support us besides just listening which we also appreciate if you don't want to do technology and you just want to listen to us that's fine too don't do technology you know who you, Some you, people you, really don't i know I, I was, some I was, people don't have twitter last week so well that well that's just it some people were like oh, i don't have a twitter account who doesn't have who doesn't have twitter nowadays come, come on man come on man twitter for a while but I got I've had it, it since like 2012 or something like that. It's been a while. I, I'm coming up on 10 years of having a twat, a, a Twitter twatter, twatter. A, a Twitter twatter. Um, this show, this show needs to end. My goodness. Yes, it's been too long. <laughs> we're, we're tired. <laughs> um, ben Simmons, get the fuck out of Philadelphia. <laughs> um, that's all I need to say. You're a bum. Uh, you suck. Uh, you never were welcomed here. We tried to support you, and you just threw it right back in our face. I hope, I hope you don't play basketball for the next four years. I hope the Sixers do you the biggest disservice and just keep you on the roster and let you sit and rot in Delco for the rest of your contract because that's what you deserve. You don't deserve to go anywhere and play basketball. Just rot. Just rot away. 
and be just go off into the sunset and never be heard of again because that's what you deserve. If you can't dunk in a game seven of an elimination elimination game, your chance of going to the Eastern Conference Finals on the line, you can't even dunk. Get the hell out of here. You think we're going to do you a service and send you where you want to go? Please stop it. Get out of here. Um, other than that, enjoy a full <laughs> – enjoy a full say, it, college it, football it, and NFL slate. I don't want to get it too into it because we're, we're pushing up on time here. But, uh, yeah, he, he's acting like he's James Harden, like with this yeah. holdout. He's not. Yeah. He's You're not. not James Harden. You are literally Ben Simmons. That's what you are. You are Ben Simmons. You're a meme. Stop it. Stop yourself. Yeah, you're you're, you're a meme. meme of bricks. Just don't even get me started. Okay, we're we're gonna end the show before I start throwing things. All right. Uh, thank you to all our sponsors for always being there for us. Thank you to our listeners for always chiming in and giving us your feedback. Don't stop. Keep giving it to us. We want to get better for you. Congratulations to our Pisons winner once again. James, who tweets at us all the time. I don't know your last name, but that's how I, I know, know you because, 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 because Taylor, that's anyone how Taylor put it. This, so I don't wanna... Anyone can, can put, yeah. Right. So, so, so James from Twitter, thank you for uh, giving us the feedback and congratulations. He listens to us on his mail. Oh, James, the mail. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's the mailman. He's the sorry Cowboys slash Mets fan. Yes. Yes. That's the dumbest combination I have ever. (laughs) Why would you be a Cowboys and a Mets fan? Who hurt you? (laughs) like what the hell man um my god um he's like the polar opposite of you (laughs) cowboys in the mets what at least pick one good team Uh, (laughs) um oh but congratulations so on winning some damn good pizza. And uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy a great full slate of football. This was Sports in a, with a Z and a T, uh, presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Techies Firewater Restoration, Johnson Supply in Troy, Mohawk Honda, and of course, Haven Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Have a very safe week out there. We will catch you next week. Go, birds. See you.